Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Chickens are weird! Alright, welcome back to the Earns World Podcast. This is your host, DJ Earn One. It's your boy Diff Hugh. What it do? Yeah, we're back again from Portland, Oregon. Yeah, no? Yeah, uh, I guess to kind of give you guys context, this is our 10th episode, so it's a little bit of a small milestone for us, you know? The Big Ten. Yeah. And we want to appreciate all the subscribers out there and all the people checking in on us, you know what I'm saying? Catching the vibes. That part. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. you guys rocking with us. For it's real, been for real. Fun so far. Looking forward to con- con- continuing to create more content for you guys to engage with. So, yeah, just keep tapping in with us. Right, right, right. We actually been meaning to get a, uh, some episodes in for y'all. So sorry for the wait. But those just, are- yeah, like like you said, sorry for the wait. We just kind of been busy. No I mean, shit. <clears throat> a lot of stuff going on over the past couple of weeks. DJ gigs and stuff like that. Him working with artists and stuff like that. Yeah, so trying to get our schedules to align. But Facts. Yeah, we, we're back. You know what I'm saying? But to be real, like other than work as usual, y'all didn't really miss out on much on our end. A whole lot hasn't been going on. At least let me speak for myself. A whole lot hasn't been going on on my end. Um, over the weekend, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I did go see the homie to support the homie show. Um Yellow Trash Can, uh, I Love McConan, Lord Lawrence, they all performed over the weekend. Um, so that was really fucking cool to go out there and support, you know, the local artists in the scene and shit. And then uh, Saturday was my birthday. Now, I know people are probably thinking, hey, cool, you know, happy birthday. Went on crazy, just another day, you know what I'm saying, for me at least. But I did turn 30. Big so, 3 Big 3 so, you That's know, a milestone right there, though. It is, actually. It is, actually. But, I mean... Major you know, milestone, to, actually. It's almost like I have been... When I turned 25, I had a midlife crisis. And I felt like I had... had to a midlife, get, midlife crisis. No. Nah, <laughs> the, the midlife, midlife crisis. I had a midlife crisis at 25 and was like, man, I need to get my shit together. And now I'm 30 and I still got my shit together. But I feel good. You know what I mean? I feel like this is going to be a good year. Last year was a good year, probably one of the best years of my life so far. I've said that before, and I say it again. So if I felt that way about last year, then this year, you know what I'm saying? What's this year is gonna be lit? Yeah, you just gotta keep the positive momentum and trajectory up, you know. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it on my end. To be real with you, uh, shouts out again, Yellow Trash Can, Lord Lawrence, and Isla McConan uh, for putting on a great vibe. Uh, last Friday, yeah. How many um how many tracks each did each one of them perform? Was it like a? That was like a good cool set, man. Or is it like it, yo, McConan was killing at the he, he was at the he was at the end, but his set was 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 yeah. He he played some joints. Um, everybody had a good set. That's what's up. Uh, also there was a DJ too, man. Fuck, I feel sorry for leaving the DJ out, and I, my apologies, no disrespect. That's all good. You mentioned it now, so true. But I don't I don't got his his, his full name. But you know what? We're gonna put all the information. Um, down at the bottom for y'all, man. So y'all can go and support those artists as well. Um, my apologies, but uh, yeah, man. So that's pretty much you know what happened on my end. 
What you got going on though? Cause I um, know you was on some shit. Yeah, this past weekend was actually kind of fun for me. I got to test the concept that me and him had been kind of like cooking up and talking about doing for a minute. Um, called the peephole. So it's essentially, I don't know, essentially just unique perspectives or just different perspectives of the party in real time. Um, if I decide to go live on Twitch in real time, but from the <clears> DJ <throat> booth essentially, so I'll be in there with like a few with the camera, a few different and camera, a few a camera, my phone, a few different camera angles of each, just kind of like talking to the people, interacting with people at the party. A, a DJ's perspective, you know, in Basically. the club booth perspective. I'm already fucking with it, you know. Um, matter of fact, we was kind of brewing up some shit as far as this idea goes before you actually, you know, launched it. So that's cool to actually see some shit going on with that. Um, but you know, coming from my end, being one, of, being the co-pilot, I be seeing how this shit go down. You know, motherfuckers be pulling up, always asking for, uh, you know, requests. requests stuff. You know what I'm saying? Drunk. People are disrespectful with requests sometimes too. Like it's like, yo, like don't request something that's gonna change the whole entire trajectory of vibe at the party just because you want to hear it. Sometimes, for real, for real, I think they be so drunk that they don't even realize it don't make sense. They just be like, oh, I want to hear this. It's like, yo, they gotta make sense, sense to the to mix. mix. Like. You ask me to play that right now when I'm playing a track. You ask me to play a slow R&B track when I'm playing this upbeat, let's say, Travis Scott That's track or something like that. I told you like you got to go to get so that it paper. Don't, it don't make sense for me to mix this slow R&B track in. It's like, look, if I can mix it in, I'll mix it in, but don't count on it. That's why I told you go to get them dollars, man. You want you want a request? Throw me 20. I got you. You know what I'm saying? It's either that or gone. That's how I feel. So, shit. Pretty much, but yeah, so... um. Per usual, I got tapped by some of the homies out here, some people I really, really rock with. Um, shout out to Poe. Shout out to Julian. They always tap me when they need a DJ um, <clears throat> for whatever event they got going on. So they tapped me for one of their homegirls going away parties. She was moving to New York, uh, my old stomping ground. So I thought it was dope. I was like, yeah, I'll definitely send her off real quick. Uh, but yeah, like I guess just to give you guys a little bit of an idea of how it actually looks. Yo, this is the beginning of something new, man. That like I don't, I don't even want to speak too much, but I feel like this is some new shit. Yeah, for nah, real, for real. This, this is a new vibe. Definitely something different. I don't think I've seen anybody, anybody do. I mean, I've seen people do something similar from like a street interview Outside perspective. Outside the club, yeah, from a street interview perspective. But when I'm talking about older brother, he was even saying he was like, yeah, like this is like a inside the club edition of like mic'd up. And I was like, yeah, it's honestly kind of the best way to describe it. Like, But, I mean, it's better to show you guys than it. It's easier to show you guys than it is to tell you, so. Uh, it's sliding to the camera frame. <laughs> Talk to the people. Hi, people. <clears throat> it's lit. It's lit over here in Luster. Oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't have anything else to say. Thank you. Yeah, it don't matter. Talk to the people. Let them know what's going on. Where are we at, Liz? We're at, Lu we're at Luster yeah. Pearl. Turning up for Teresa's uh, going away. She's moving to New York tomorrow. Okay. That's what we're doing. Okay. Shout out to the homies coming through to the booth. Showing love for usual. We love that <laughs> But yeah, that's the, that's the concept. Um, it's called the peephole. We're looking forward to doing that more often and more frequently for you guys um i did have to come up with a little bit of a solve though for some for the lighting issues we were having because it was so dark in there i didn't realize the venue was gonna cut the lights out on this but work in moving, progress moving forward and yeah it was just like a little test and learn scenario so 
I got to see how stuff worked. Like I was telling Ish uh, earlier, man, fucking this year is all about content. I feel like motherfuckers is on some shit. But moving forward, they got this little <clears throat> LED light to help light us up so people can actually see what we look like and who they're talking to, you know, because we care about your viewing experience over here. You feel me? That's important to us. Not real shit, though. Um, But yeah, man, shit. So you had a pretty dope weekend as well. Yeah, it was cool. You know, I've seen some seen in a while. I got to you know play some music for some people, and also like I said, <clears throat> test some stuff we had been talking about doing in a minute. I mean, for a minute, and I mean, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so, we'll have, give you guys another little bit of content that we've been cooking up for and, you guys. Um, but that'll be from the crib. So, yeah. Other than that, man, uh, you know. The one and only holiday wrapped up the weekend, I guess. What was it? Well, it wasn't technically wrapping up the weekend. That was after the weekend, but right after MLK. Rest in peace, Martin Luther King, for holding it down. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say nothing else. I was about to say some crazy shit, but fuck the motherfucker that assassinated him. I'm going to say that. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, on on a lighter note though, there is a little bit of humor in in the situation as far as the MLK uh, holiday goes. Um, I think you got some shit you want to share with yeah. us. Yeah, so if you're from, <laughs> I don't know, for real, for real, I feel like maybe the East Coast in general, like you're probably familiar with these like super ratchet ass MLK flyers that typically go out for like these club parties. Ridiculous throughout the entire weekend. Some of them are like parodies that happen on that are on Twitter. People just make their own and just put them on the internet to get reactions. <clears throat> but some of them are real. Are real. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I thought I I, I screenshot some ones that I found. Well, not screenshot, but just save some images of the ones that I found on Twitter and see it and, and just put them in front of y'all real quick because it's kind of funny. <clears throat> I mean, they really go all out too. So we got this one. This one's not really all that crazy or ratchet, but the fact that he's even pictured on a flyer is a little OD. <laughs> now let's just continue continue as we move through this and you'll see how, how much more ratchet they get. Here we go. <laughs> what's it, what's, I mean, what's this one say? Boss <laughs> presents Whoa. Really? <laughs> each and every Sunday. <laughs> they wrong, bitch Sundays. The official I Have a Dream Bash. Sunday, January 15th. Boss <laughs> presents. <laughs> All right, and we got this one. This one's 21 up, though. Yo, he got the bottles all light. <laughs> At Ambrosia Hookah Bar and Lounge. Luther. Oh, this was in Tennessee. In Nashville. This shit crazy. MLK Casamigos Fest. <clears throat> Oh man. Uh here we go, another one. That one's funny as hell. <laughs> Friday, January twelfth. I don't even think Friday January twelfth wasn't in this. This is this must be an old one. But anyway, I had a dream. Big booty jam. MLK weekend kickoff. DJ J Dot, DJ Looney. MC by Baked Bean. They going <laughs> up in smoke. Yo. <laughs> this one's my personal favorite. MLK. Freedom to twerk. <laughs> <laughs> Shit funny. Freedom to twerk, bruh. 
Then we have uh, this one, the Blackout. <clears throat> this one not only features MLK, but we got a Harriet Tubman appearance. They really <laughs> wrong, bruh. <laughs> and we got Miss Rosa. <laughs> the Blackout. Pull seated, up. Seated at the front of the bus. Yeah. So that was a song, man. I'm not sure if this is... The, this might be the, the last one. Let me double check. Oh, nope, nope. Mm, we still going. How many, how many more we got? So here we go again with this blackout one. Mm. We got another Freedom to Twerk party. <clears throat> got the trap fit on. Trap Luther. We got this one, MLK Sunday. Yeah, these are definitely old because this is January 19th. We got this one. I think this might be the last one. Nope. Here we go with this. Free at last. <laughs> and then they put the Rick James jewelry on him, like <laughs> the slick Rick. The slick Man, Rick. Yeah, the my slick. bad. Well, I fucking said Rick, slick, James. Rick James. Wow. I almost said Slick James. I don't know why I said Rick James. Whoa. <laughs> you right. Slick, slick Slick Rick. Slick Rick. I don't know why I said Rick James. Wow. Oh man. But yeah, that's like yeah. <laughs> that's the norm on the internet around this time of year. Seeing these ratchet flyers come up. But yeah, if you know, you know. If you've been around some functions in the south around this time of year, or just on the east coast, you've probably been handed one of these flyers for real, for real. No man, that's just funny. <laughs> What, um, what, was the, what was the next part of the topic list? I mean, pretty much like the uproar with with that statue too that they came out. Oh, uh, the in Boston. Yeah, okay, so yeah, they on the same on MLK Day this year. They in Boston. I don't know why in Boston of all places. Ten million because, dollar fucking. Was it because it was was that was that picture that the t- statue was based on taken in Boston? Man, I didn't know. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know a lot of the origins, but people was not fucking with it, man. And I mean, I'll let you share your take on it. I'm gonna share my take on it next. Let's actually go into the um. Let's go into the footage, actually. Show the people real quick. Oh, um, let them see what they what, what the news people are talking about, and then I'll give you my take as well. But I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. Anyway, this, this statue was not really all that well received on um, <laughs> on social. And you're hearing people driving super fast out there, loud and fast. Anyway, like I said in, in the previous episode, other downtown. So I apologize for any of the nonsense you hear in the background. It's not us. But, um, yeah, here we go. Is this video real quick? All right, now to what has us in fits and giggles this morning. A new sculpture is unveiled in Boston commemorating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta Scott King. The 22-foot-tall bronze statue is called The Embrace. The artist says it was inspired by a photo of the couple embracing moments after Dr. King was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. Despite the good intentions, though, it has left many confused, trying to see the embrace. What else might you see? Trying to see the embrace. From a different angle, I've been I've been trying to see. She says she trying. She can't see. And it's it's Mm -hmm. difficult, right? Um, So on social media. A lot of people are pointing out that this may not have come across the right way. So this lady says. Let me let y'all read this real quick. That's crazy. They spent 10 Well, I think mil. she's actually saying she's going to say it. She's about to read it? She's about to All say right, it. Well, I'm going to let her read it then. 
$10 million spent on an MLK and Coretta Scott King statue, and most people have no idea what the statue is supposed to be. Why not take that $10 million and invest in black neighborhoods instead? Uh, Megan McCain says it's really hard to get a decent MLK statue, one of the greatest American icons in all of history, and I really feel like we can deliver much better. Now look, we somebody on the internet did mm. find... The correct that actually angle. makes a lot of okay. sense from that, okay. if you now, read that reference. This angle, I actually like, that's right? not bad, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm literally not mad at that. But the yeah, other side the they've been showing, that's because people always want to look at the negative. The other side they've been showing in this other statue, though, for real, for real, looks like somebody holding up, so, so holding up a dick. It don't really look like that. That's a reach, bro. Nah, it kind of does. This is one. This is one. No, you see this. You see the angle with the. If you okay, if you look at it from. All right, I'm not gonna lie to you. From this angle, it's actually kind of cool. Right. From that angle, I never saw that angle. I never saw it from the left side. What you're seeing on the screen right now, the left side, looking towards, I guess, Coretta's arm, just like she's holding up a dick, like the way the statue kind of like. Well, I mean. And of course, you know the internet gonna run with this. Right, so. it's a reach. Everybody shot the unveiling from that is the one going viral on social media. That's not the angle. Okay. See? Right? It's right. dramatic and it's shocking. It yeah. The other angle. Yeah. So um, I will say when I first mm -hmm. saw the uh, video of the unveiling, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. I think that was a good angle. Mm -hmm. But um, some of the other ones we've seen just. Uh, it doesn't even look safe for work, I no. want to say. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think they're reaching, man. Television. They're not. Yeah, right. so, anyway, you decide. And I ain't going to lie. What you I think. saw the other angle, and I didn't there, see that. It, was it just looked like some abstract shit. But from that other angle, I'm like, oh. It just looks like embracing. I'm not mad at that at all. Yes. We're moving on. All right. Only in Boston. Only in Boston. Only there. Only in Boston. Yeah, no. They still could, you know, donate some money. I ain't mad at that either, but shit. Yeah, no. I mean, honestly... Had it not been for, well, matter of fact, let me just shit. Now that this is on the screen. Because like from this angle, from that picture over there to the right, it looks like somebody holding. This uh, guy right here is the guy that designed the statue, the one in the CNN. Let's see what he got to say real quick. I mean, I already heard what he had to say. He say? was just, you know, it was an art piece. He was like, yeah, like I mean, people are gonna have their own interpretation of the art. He probably already knew that. He was expecting that. I mean, you gotta expect this type of shit. It's public. It's not, bad, it's not a bad. It's not. It's, it's really not a bad statue. It's per not. Se. The it's concept like, was actually kind of cool. The internet just, you know, the internet, internet it. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm going to be real with you. If I didn't see this, I never saw this. And if I didn't see that angle, I didn't, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't put the energy in, you know, I didn't actually put the time in doing the research on it. You know what I'm saying? So, but from just looking at what I saw on the internet, I was just like, yo, I don't really, I already felt like it was a reach. I'm like, yo, I don't really know what it looks like, but it don't really look like anything too crazy to me to be, be to be like, oh, this is something negative especially now seeing the actual angle of what it was originally intended to uh -huh. represent that's dope like i'm legit not mad at that yeah it's cool it's cool so shouts out to him for you know doing a dope ass piece man i'm pretty sure there's probably some type of information around the statue that shows the actual image of them hugging so you can see maybe should i hope so that would, would be cool if they would be did nice that. If they gave him... maybe they'll maybe they'll add that if it's not there right but 10 million dollars y'all should have right <laughs> come on I didn't realize it was 10 mil, though, they spent on that. It's bronze. Yeah, but I didn't know it cost 10 mil. It's bronze. Right, but I didn't know they spent 10 mil on it. It's bronze. I'm hip. And it's giant. I don't know how much big-ass bronze statues cost. I didn't realize they spent 10 mil on it, that joint. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, that shit crazy.
<laughs> so it's like I can see why some people might be a little annoyed by it and upset, but I mean, in general, it's it's a cool piece. People are always gonna find something to complain about. But what did Twitter have to say though? Because I know they be saying some funny oh, shit. Oh yeah, 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 you did uh, ask me to look at at Twitter. Oh yeah, also I found this image I thought was kind of funny. This, <laughs> as a matter of fact, this is the image that kind of shows a different angle. Um, but yeah, this was funny. The scene from Baby Boy where, that's um, just funny. Where, he's, where he's getting choked out in the in the kitchen. That's funny. Yeah. So we got that. But um, yeah, let me um, hit Twitter real quick for you guys. This one right here. I still can't believe this MLK statue is real. But not only is it real, the woke left <laughs> paid over $10 million for this national disgrace. All right. We got, we got some opinions out here. All right. They took a picture and showed the actual angle that people should have been looking at it from. The same thing we saw on the, on the news coverage. Mm-hmm. Okay, that Boston MLK statue is a good litmus test of who is willing to call out absurdity and who is too afraid of being called racist. Um, Yeah, see, somebody. Okay, here's the angle where it looks like like, that's the angle. Grow up. That's how I feel. Yeah, but that's the one. I I mean, bro, it really don't look like a dick, though. It looks like a fucking potato. It, it kinda, don't look it like kinda, no dick, bro. Kinda, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't, I, I'm like, y'all, y'all reaching, bro. It kind of does. People just see, it's just like, I get it. If we, if I was in high school, I'd say that. Oh, it's a dick. <laughs> he got a dick. It's like, bro, come on. Y'all know it's like, come on. Like, yeah, that's the internet doing internet stuff, that's man. That's what I'm saying. Like, grow up. But yeah. Oh, dang, this image is dope. All these people standing under it. How big is that shit? It says 22 feet tall. Damn. Yeah. So it looks cool. And yeah, this is the guy that designed it. What's his name? Uh, I mean, we're saying this guy. We should at least represent him. Uh, let me see. What is his name? Let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm going to say. Oh, the artist's name is Hank Willis Thomas. Okay. Shouts out to Hank, Shout out Willis, to Hank Willis Thomas, Thomas man. You doing great work, my dude. Don't let these motherfuckers discourage you. Let's wrap this MLK shit up with a little more humor. Yeah, we're gonna do it on a light note. Uh, shouts out to Leslie Jones as well. Um, she has some funny shit to say. Well, not even. Uh, she has some funny shit. Yeah, she's just interviewing people on the streets. I was gonna say she has some funny shit for people. <laughs> she has some shit for people to uh talk about. Since The Daily Show finally hired a black host, we can properly celebrate Martin Luther King Day by asking New Yorkers how they celebrate his legacy. Shut up. Don't interrupt me on Martin Luther King Day. That ain't cool. (laughs) So, let's do this. Do y'all know what today is? Uh, We're lost. (laughs) We're lost day? Do you know what day it is today? Uh, That didn't sound like it. It's Monday. What you do today? Well, today we just woke we up. We just checked out of our hotel. Checked we out of our hotel. Much. We're going to go get coffee and we're going to walk around. So, which one of those celebrates Martin Luther King Day? Well, none of none of what we've talked about so far. <laughs> yes, 232 yes. push ups for Martin. So, this ain't reference. <laughs> He's doing some push ups for Martin. That's right. <laughs> Give me one hand once. Yeah, that's right. Sure. What y'all yeah, doing to celebrate MLK? Came to New York. Came to New York. That's it. That's all y'all gonna do? That's it. That's all y'all gonna do? Do some shopping. All right, I'm gonna come back to y'all on Juneteenth. (laughs) And y'all better have done better. 
Yeah, I better have done better. I can remember snippets through the the world news. He didn't refuse. That was Rosa Parks. Was it? Name a famous MLK quote. Uh, I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. And what does he say after that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Name a famous uh, MLK quote. I was going to say, if you can't even say I have a dream, it's like, at least say I had a dream. I will pay you $1 million <laughs> if you can tell me something else that Martin Luther King said. He told his children he loved them. <laughs> Yo, she, she ain't lying though. <laughs> hey, she went to FSU. She went to FSU for that state. I'm with her. I ain't even mad. No. <laughs> yeah. I have a dream that one day. That's all I got. I have a dream that one day white people will actually know what's in that damn speech. Okay. Yo. Five black people. Eddie Murphy. That's the only black person you know. Eddie Murphy. Byron Leftwich. Who the f is Brian Lewis? Yo. NFL is an offensive line coach. Don't nobody know him. Making up names now. So how you are? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a whole cartoon character. You wrong. Not too sure. So that's what he died for, man. For you, just to be out here, just not doing nothing on his day. Nah, I'm just kidding. We're gonna go see the Lion King. Okay. It's got King in the Bye. Bye. <laughs> I mean, that's as close as you can get. I'll take it. The freedom and liberty to go about and do what we want to do, right. that's our celebration. See, that's right. that's a quote from a black woman yeah. right there. That's right. She earned freedom that. And the liberty. She earned right. that. To do what we want to do. That's right. I'm just, it's your birthday. How old are you? I'm 50. What? Yes. That's what I'm talking about, black. Don't crack. It don't crack. You still need lotion, though. Oh, you still need lotion, though. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. You still need lotion, though. Yeah, you definitely need lotion as a black person in New York during the winter. Man, you need lotion in general as a black person. What you saying? I'm saying oh, specifically in New York, though, during the winter? Yo. You need that. Um. Well, I hate to turn, the, turn you know, the situation to a frown, but now we got we got to also talk about some uh, recent bad news that... um. I don't know. Some of y'all may know. Some of y'all may not. But just recently, or over the past what couple years? I think it's been two years now, right? Mm. It's been around. It's been. It's had time flies. It's been on. It has been. In, mm. It's been a it's little been minute. About it. It's been at least a year, maybe. Time flies. Year, anyway. Um. But yeah, Alec Baldwin, man. Uh, he's actually still in hot water. For this whole um, movie set shooting situation, and uh, there apparently was just some news recently. Um, I think he did get was it involuntary manslaughter? I think. I don't so. want to give the wrong right. one, but um, yeah, it's just pretty fucked up, man. Cause personally, out of all man, he's always did some pretty cool movies. I ain't mad at the man, you know. And he was I, in Cat in the Hat. I got a lot to say about that situation, but first we gonna actually uh, like, see what the news was talking about. He was in Cat in the Hat. He was in Thirty Rock. He was in a lot of popular, popular um, TV shows and movies growing up. But here we go. 
New actor Alec Baldwin, seen for the first time today after learning he will be charged with involuntary manslaughter yeah. after the deadly shooting on that movie set. Tonight, what his legal team is now <clears> saying, <throat> and here's Matt Rivers. Tonight, Alec Baldwin, seen for the first time since prosecutors in New Mexico announced he will be charged in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. He had a duty as an actor to check that gun, check those projectiles, or have them checked in front of him. Baldwin's attorney saying Alec, quote, relied on the professionals with whom he worked. That's what I was saying. It had to be like something tied to like um, some protocol on his end that he might my, not, my, man. not followed. I don't. I'm not on the movie sets or anything, but I've always felt like that shit should have been prepared beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Right. It is, and, but I mean, people still got to like triple and quadruple are they, check. Do they implement that on all movie sets? Because if they're not doing that, then they need to keep that same energy. I mean, I would imagine they do because I mean, it's an industry standard. Like whenever we're using this shit, we got to like do X, Y, and so Z. So what is he supposed to, to do? Sure Go be X, like X, Y, and Z don't happen. What's he supposed to do? Shoot in the air and be like, "Yo, it wasn't. Nah, it wasn't nah. empty." They said. They just hold up. Let me. Yeah, my bad. This shit crazy. Because this woman kind of went into it right here. So I guess we'll go back to this 11 second mark. Alec Baldwin seen for the first time since prosecutors in New Mexico announced he will be charged in the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. He had a duty as an actor to check that gun, check those projectiles, or have them checked in front of him. Baldwin's attorney saying Alec, quote, relied on the professionals with whom he worked, who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges, and we will win. The fate of his Western film now seemingly unclear. But the New York Times reporting, according to an unnamed source of theirs, quote, as of Thursday, the movie was still on track to be completed, with Mr. Baldwin in the lead role, and Joel Souza, who was wounded in the shooting, returning as director. And that, quote, the project will include on-set safety supervisors and union crew members, and will bar any use of working weapons or any form of live ammunition, including blanks, the person said. Film production was set to resume this month. I shouldn't shit had I'm so confused. Hmm? It shouldn't have had that in the first place. I mean, this shit don't make no sense to me. I'm sorry. I, honestly, I feel like had everything, every protocol been actually followed, it probably wouldn't have mattered for real, for real. But you know, every chance, it's not every chance. I mean, like you know, there's always always those times where it's like somebody doesn't do their job the way they're supposed to do their job, and then some freak accident happens like this. So yeah, people just <laughs> gotta be like super careful and double check stuff, especially when it deals with stuff like this. But executive producer as part of a wrongful death settlement. But tonight, the production company behind Rust not commenting as Baldwin faces two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the October 2021 accident. A lawyer for the Hutchins family saying they support the charges and, quote, will fully cooperate with this prosecution. Baldwin was using the Colt 45 revolver during rehearsal on the New Mexico set when it fired a live round, killing Hutchins and injuring the director. He has denied pulling the trigger. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. But the DA says an FBI report shows the gun was fully functional on that set and did not misfire. The trigger had to have been pulled. So, Alec is wrong. I don't know about that one. I was and that was another thing I was saying. Why he said the trigger, he didn't pull the trigger. Is I mean, this man telling a full story? He didn't pull the trigger. Or is he just, you know, telling... I mean, maybe he was scared and that's why he said it. But either way it goes, that shit should have never been loaded in the first fucking place. Right. I agree. You know what I'm but saying? maybe they have actual live rounds just to get the actor like familiar with handling the actual gun. Because I know, like for example, the movie that Kevin Hart was in, that action movie, they had him actually doing like legit weapons training and stuff. So, like he could like 
look natural with the gun in his hand. Like, he was, like, shooting live rounds and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Man, he wasn't shooting live rounds in the movie. Well, no, not them. Well, they might have had, like, a little gun range or something like that at the, on set. Something like that. But That ain't the same as being on set and shooting while they filming. I'm not here to say what happened. I'm just saying, like, that's not the same as being on set and filming. Because whatever they do, offset is offset. But when they on set, there's a certain type of protocol. Right. But what I'm saying is it was a revolver. So it was like somebody might not have checked the gun completely. And it could have been, like, just a live round sitting in the gun. And they thought it was empty. Like, stuff like that happens all the time. Not all the time, but stuff like that happens. All this technology, and y'all can't just do a CGI burst, gun burst, and some sound effects. You can have a real gun. You can make a gun look real. I'm just saying. It's just, I don't know. This shit is sad. I feel sorry for both sides. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to the girl who lost her life, or the woman who lost her life. Yeah, um, this whole situation could have 100% been prevented for real, for real, but. Yeah. So let's bring in Matt Rivers live in Los Angeles tonight. Matt, what are the next steps here? When is Baldwin expected to be a formally charged in the case? Well, David, the district attorney says that she has until the end of the month to file charges in this case, after which Baldwin would likely make a virtual appearance for his first court appearance in this case. And if he and his legal team plan to fight these charges, which they say they plan to do, this case could very well go to trial. David? All right, Matt Rivers, live in Los Angeles. Thank you, Matt. Hi, everyone. I don't know, unfortunate situation. Because when I saw his name in the news for this, I was like, what? Like, did he get shot? Or, like... Some freak accident happened to him on the movie set? I didn't realize he was the one that, like, I don't know, was involved from, like, a negative standpoint. You don't normally hear about a lot of those, a lot of these cases, and this is definitely one of those freak accidents, especially with an actor like Alec Baldwin. It's like, damn, like, just imagine it. And it's crazy, because I don't like the, I don't like the, like, speak on the situation, disc- I don't want to say discredit, or just, like, disregarding the the per- the person who lost their life. But at the same time, it's like, this man was just doing his job, from what we know, from one, from one angle, I guess. He was doing his job. He, he went on set. He has a job to do, to take care of his family. And one thing has now turned his whole life upside down. It's just, that's crazy. So, man, but... um. Let's get off the bad shit. <laughs> yeah, turn the positive vibes back on. And turn the shit back up a little bit, because that was some recent shit, so I just, you know, it's relevant. But um, this is kind of like one of those things that I feel like we can make a reoccurring topic uh, throughout the episodes, but it kind of just crossed my mind, me being uh, a big kid at heart and always just appreciating the things that uh, last a certain amount of time throughout the years. I felt like it's it's only right to kind of share some of the things that um age well in life, you know, some of the things that stand against the test of time. And one of those things that I uh that I kind of thought about was Legos, man. Like if you really kind of think about it, Legos been here before we were born and they got their hands in so many fucking things and they do a good job at honestly like I don't. It's crazy because I don't want to say they're sellouts. They they do a good job at making sure there's a niche for everything when it comes to the shit that they do. Yeah, no, they're definitely not sellouts. They just are really, really good at remaining like culturally relevant and tapping into stuff that's currently, currently, they're currently relevant. Right. Whether it be like movies, TV shows, sports. Like I remember back when we were in what was it middle school or elementary school that they had the the um the sports league like Legos. 
See, like, I'm the, not bas- familiar the basketball with that. stuff that you could like, you could, like put, you put like a, a whole like NBA hardwood out. They they had like different teams that you could like put Lego players on. What different? Teams I didn't know that. that. Consisted of Lego players. It's just probably like money now players. too. And you could actually like, like shoot and like have them like shoot the ball and stuff like that. It was dope. See, I um I had a Lego table growing up, and uh, that was actually one of the coolest toys, honestly, that I had growing up because it was like me being an imaginative person and always just like having a crazy just like thought process. I was always building shit. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like when I had my days where I was sick in school uh out of school, I, I would literally just when I couldn't leave my room, watch some movies, pull up the Lego table and just be building. And what's crazy is one of my dream homes that I actually like uh designed on a computer is a reference from a Lego concept that I made. That's dope. But yeah, this is the um the Lego basketball thing I was talking about. Well, yeah, you can actually like play basketball with Legos. That's ridiculous. I've never seen that shit. Yeah, like even the commercial for it was pretty dope. Shit, one hundred twenty dollars now. I told you, it's just probably worth some money. It's just like Lego shit ain't cheap. Yeah, no, nah, like this is this is a cool little set. I definitely remember the commercial for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had. I used to have um. Like a, they had like a, a Lego account thing that you can have with the magazine and shit, man. I used to have all that shit. That's wild. It's going for one twenty, right? That's crazy. What, what was like, some sets that you uh, fucked with? Um, obviously, the one that I just showed you, the basketball one. There was like a few Star Wars sets that I rocked with back in the day that came out. Like especially, I mean, I really any of the sets that whenever, anytime they dropped a set that included like the Millennium Falcon, I was just like, yo, because I remember there was. I feel like there was a. Because we saw a video earlier where they were talking about a Millennium Falcon Lego set. And they were saying it was like 48 centimeters or something like that. But I feel like there was one that was bigger than that. Where it was like a Millennium Falcon that was almost the size of this coffee table. What? Yeah. Like it was a huge like Millennium Falcon. Like the kind that you could like almost like hang from your ceiling as a display. Or like put it in like a huge display case. That's crazy. Yeah. Let me see if I can find an image of it. But yeah, what were some Lego sets you used to rock with? We'll see... It was Indiana Jones like I used so, to rock so like I got back in the day. I got sets growing up, but I didn't really like memorize what they were. But I got a lot of them, and I would I would build the full thing, but then it wouldn't last. I would take it apart and reconstruct new shit. So to make a long story short, I don't really remember a lot of the sets I had, but I just remember having a lot of Legos, and just always being able to build a lot of dope shit. They had the uh, the Republic Destroyer as well. That thing was dope. I remember that one. Dang, this one's going for. They have one on sale for like two thousand eight hundred ninety-eight dollars. That's crazy. That's wild. This Lego shit ain't cheap, man. Dang, this, the ATAT. Yo, apparently, um, they're saying uh, Legos is also go. a good investment right now, and just like for real, like it's almost as good as damn near stocks, because it's st- it ha- it's st- it's going up in demand. So like, if you you know, have some money to invest, buy some Lego sets that are unopened. Oh, Lego sets have definitely been like a thing <laughs> for a minute. I remember I had some homies back in the day. I don't know why. I mean, I know why they used to do it, but they used to like literally go into the, I mean, I used to hear, they used to come to school and be like, yeah, like I went to the Lego store, stole this Lego set and sold it, sold in this individual piece on eBay for like X so- amount. Yeah. Like people used to literally go into, go into the Lego store, steal like Lego sets and go on eBay 
and sell like individual pieces from the sets to people that might be like missing that might have bought like a set second hand from somebody that might be missing like a particular piece or a figure yeah there are people out there that used to do that like that was a whole hustle back in the day I'm like dang like I didn't, I'm like what like y'all are really out here stealing like oh, yeah it was wild but people were people were I found out some people were doing that that I knew and I was like what that's crazy Shout out to people you know from church. Yo, remember the Lego store at the Concord Mill store? Hmm? Remember the Lego store? Yeah, they were telling me they would go into the Lego store at Concord Mills. Oh, shit. Steal, like, certain Lego sets. And then literally go on the internet, take certain pieces out, <clears throat> and sell them to people. These people I went to church with. Right. It's ridiculous. Well, shit, man. Let's share... Uh... I wanted to share some uh some some fun facts with Lego since we already on this shit. Um I figured, you know, the world is pretty much familiar with Legos, but there's a lot of fucking random ass shit that we probably don't know about. So definitely let's uh, get into this content. You're on your own for building your new X-Wing set, but we do have a bucket full of miscellaneous facts for you. What is it? One of my Legos! Welcome to Watch Mojo's Top 5 Facts, the series where we reveal, you guessed it, five random facts about a fascinating topic. In today's installment, we're counting down five things like you the probably logo they have didn't know about Lego. It's like a face. I didn't see it. The Watch Mojo? <clears throat> oh. Number five. There's an underground the, vault that houses every about. Lego set ever made. You said oh. you knew about this. Yeah, the, the, vault. The, the vault. I don't remember being underground, but I know there was a vault, yes. It makes sense, though. Might as well archive everything. At the utmost end of need. They keep gold, religious texts, and seeds in underground vaults. So why not Lego bricks? We have to find the vault. Lego calls it Memory Lane. And it's under the Lego Idea House in Denmark. So yeah, that's that's it that is the over 4,700 Lego sets. Almost every set ever manufactured in Lego's 80-plus year history. They've never been played with. I just want to touch them a little. I said no. She's kind of like fire. All vaults built for precious goods. The facility is temperature and humidity controlled and fireproof. Yeah, this shit. It sounds like fun. Until you realize every single set must remain unopened and therefore completely inaccessible. That's crazy. Perfect metaphor. I want to know which one of them Lego employees going to risk it all to open that first Lego set. <laughs> That's You're done. Think about it. Imagine if you stumble across the very, very, very first Lego set. They only got one in there. Mm. And you open it out of curiosity. Because you just got to know. Because <laughs> you just got to know. <laughs> you just got to know. Some shit you just gotta know. You're done. For your child. And they ain't letting you take no it with them. Rules. This isn't a toy. Um, it's kind of this. No, actually, it's a highly sophisticated interlocking brick system. But we bought it at the toy store. Number four. The world's tallest Lego structure had half a million blocks in it. When I had a plan and we were all working together, I mean, we could build a skyscraper. Half a mil? Just when I was feeling good about putting together an entire Lego pirate ship, Hungary goes and one-ups me. Avast, Reaches! In 2014, the Lego store in Budapest enlisted the help of local people to help build the world's tallest interlocking plastic brick structure. 
Measuring 114 feet, the tower beat the previous record by about a foot and reportedly had 450,000 blocks in it. That seems like a lot. Consider this. Every year, Lego manufactures 45... Wait, I want to know how it was sturdy. That's what I was just figuring out. <laughs> that out. tower was But I think like... they put something in between it. Oh, like a frame to like hold it up? Had to. I mean, that's cool, but I just want to know, like, I mean, like, does the wind, like, was the wind blowing it around? Was it swaying in the wind? Or was it just solid? Five billion blocks. Just 40 billion of those would be enough to build a column. You stop in the, the middle video. of the facts. The video you start again. I'll, start, I'll start it over again. But not to pause the video again. But it's just like, yeah, like, how did they destroy it? Did they just knock it over? Or did they, like, take it apart piece by piece? Because I, I would have wanted to knock that shit over. You said you would have? Hell yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, but there's a frame in the middle, bro. If there wasn't a frame, though. Oh, I feel you. But I don't Yo, think that would work. That joint over? I don't think it would work. Can we knock it's it kind of in, It's kind of impossible can with we, the wind. Can we knock it over? And I'm not going to say it's impossible. You'd have to build the bricks. You'd have to build a big one. Because technically, Lego bricks are still bricks. So the bigger, the more you build, you mm -hmm. could technically build a structure that's big enough to withstand wind. But I feel like it'd have to be a lot. And that square like foot is going to be big. Consider this. Every year, Lego manufactures 45 billion blocks. Just 40 billion of those would be enough to build a column that reached to the moon. Let's see you do that, Hungary. We need more ideas like it. Oh, thank you. Ideas so dumb and bad that no one would ever think they could possibly be useful. Oh, thank you. Number three. Designers are aware of the choking hazard. Kinda. I have to stay up all night because you were sick. Hey, those Lego men were on a rescue mission to save the other Lego men that I swallowed. <laughs> Whether it's on toy bricks or cold cuts, choking kills. The Lego design team stated that when they redesigned the head of their minifig, the little Lego dudes, they intentionally left the top hole open. That yeah, way, so they say, if the piece were to become lodged in a child's windpipe, it could function still. like a straw instead of a cork. Smart. I eat Legos! So did I, son. And look where I am today. Despite this forethought, though, somehow Lego approved the sale of Lego Fun Snacks in 2007. These unserved diabetes hazards were shaped just like their petroleum product choking hazard counterparts. They could even attach to actual Lego bricks. Parenting blogs must have made enough Cap. of a stink because they haven't been sold for a few years. I call Cap. But you know, I like the originals just as much. I do remember those, though. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, don't eat me. Don't eat me. Do Lego not eat snacks. me. Please. Number two. Yeah, I don't remember those. might be Lego's biggest fans. Oh, you want to see what's inside? Absolutely. Lego sets are some of the most resaleable stolen goods. Apparently, their value goes up quickly. And they are as untraceable as cash. And well, well, well as I was saying, though, to, to invest in Lego, I'm trying to talk. Instead of cash. Now, the first two are the same. It was like, I literally just said that. People were literally going in there, stealing the Lego sets, taking individual pieces out. Yeah, I didn't and know And selling that. individual pieces for like maybe like 20 or 30 bucks a piece. Sometimes more. I'm like, yo, what? But I, but I do know if you actually look at the history of... The, the growth of Lego, it has not stopped in value. It has not slowed down, really, so... Yeah, no, it's like a... Um, I mean, the sets are kind of like having rare action figures because they only come out when they come out. Like, it's like we dropped this set right now. You better get it now, or... Right. You're at the mercy of everybody that has it and wants to resell it to you years later. 
different prices. But this one is a little more expensive. In 2014, police in Phoenix, Arizona arrested four people who allegedly had storage units filled with $200,000 in stolen Lego sets. No wonder Lego has that vault. Number one, Lego evidence solved a murder case. To a 20-year murder mystery, finally solved because of Lego. In 1991, an elderly woman was killed in her Salt Lake City home. Investigators were baffled and no suspects were ever charged. In 2013, they reopened the case and found usable fingerprints on some Lego bricks found at the scene. Apparently, the murderer brought his son with him and left him to play with some Lego in the other room. Using the fingerprints and some fingernail scrapings as DNA evidence, they linked the crime to a death row inmate serving time in another state. Like a killer. So a full 23 years after the murder, Lego Bricks helped the police put the pieces together. And now the prosecution can build a solid case. Please, everyone, everyone! You see what it is? And I do probably like, fuck Legos. <laughs> this is dumbass fault. <laughs> what I was saying, no, like, what the heck? I did there. Rubbish! Which Lego facts do you think are the most surprising? Why? Why? why yeah, which what? Lego fact, facts do you think are the most what? surprising? For more pre-assembled top 10s and uh. easy to swallow top 5s every week, be sure to subscribe to WatchMojo.com. Honestly, I feel like that murder song was on some fluke shit. Um, probably the tower one, to be honest with you. For real? Yeah, like they literally... Had a team of people out there building the tower Before out of Legos. Like... I really didn't know that the, uh, the 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 thief thing was. I mean, I'm not surprised though. But you know what this also reminded me of though? The connects, man. I remember those. And now I do remember the set. I do remember the connects roller coaster. Mm -hmm. I had that shit. That was that cool. shit was beast, that. yo. We got it. Can we look that shit up real quick? I, the Connects roller coaster, bro. This shit was fire, and I forgot how long it took me to build, but I, I'll never forget. I took pride with of that with that shit, cause like it was kind of complex to build a little bit. It wasn't too bad, but it was at the same time. Like, but um, right? no, it was the Python. I think it was called the Python or something. I don't remember the fucking. Hold on, cause it was like a snake thing. It was like a snake snake thing. Can't remember the fucking. It was a roller coaster, though, right? Yeah, but it wasn't like that one though. Let me see if I can Google it. Does Connect still exist? I'm surprised you like. I didn't know any people that really like. I knew a few people that had some, but I didn't know anybody that like really had like the roller coasters and stuff like that, like the actual full roller coaster. I used to play with it whenever I see it in the store, though. It's a display. Oh, Screaming Serpent. That's what it was. Yeah, Screaming Serpent. That motherfucker was cool, man. Cause like I ain't have like I had a short attention span, so for me building shit like that was hard. So the fact that I was I could accomplish it, I was like, damn, that shit look crazy. Or what the fuck that is in that room? Now that picture, you know. <laughs> oh, it's the commercial. I guess so. That shit. I mean, it's just, this works. Bro, that shit was cool though. Batteries not included. What have you built lately? <laughs> Nah, that's that's cool. cool a little blast from the past. Yeah, dang. They had another one? Son of Serpent? Hold up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. A I'm project sorry. 10 years in the making. A coaster inspired by a Kinex classic. 
It's finally arrived. Cause I'm going to dark. Are going you to dark. ready? Introducing the son of Surfit Coaster from Connects. Damn, that's just way bigger. This original-style Connects coaster boasts over 5,000 all-classic Connects pieces, rods, connectors, cross ties, and 53 feet of original tube track. When you're done, this mammoth roller coaster measures five feet tall Damn, and seven that shit feet crazy. long. Not to mention cool features like three motors, five cars, speakers for your MP3 you know, he too player, old to be and 16 Connects men figures <laughs> for serious Connects builders. He has a he has a he has a driver's permit. Look a little wrong. So you need to learn how to drive your car. Are made in the need to get out the house. Imagine, build, play. With the son of Serpent Coast, that shit got It is though. Shout out I wonder how long it took people to like learn how to build those joints. Like I said, bro, I can't remember how long it took me, but it like it was a good, cool project. It was fun. It definitely was like more than a few days for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it was another th object of the past that people used to mess with back in the day, pretty heavily a handheld device that you. Oh, yeah. That kind of aged well, I guess we could say. Yeah, aged better than I feel like a lot of people thought it would. Right. Especially for it being almost like a 20-year-old handheld console. Really has. Damn, you. this is crazy because I just said that I don't want to fucking get that shit, but I kind of want to get one. Yeah, so we're talking about the PSP, by the way. Right. For those of y'all that don't know, it's uh, Sony's handheld version of the PlayStation that was originally released in like 2005. But yeah, like we're approaching twenty years on that thing now, and like people are still somehow able to find ways for them to be useful in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. So, yeah, I mean, we have um, a quick video on like how their last edition of the PSP is like actually way better than people thought it would be currently. And you know, it's kind of crazy. Which one is it? The one we're looking up. Uh, the PS Vita. So that's, that's, that's the version the, that launched in 2011. I feel like that's the one that it was like after the wave where PSP kind of died off. They tried to bring it back with that one. It was people was kind of like, whatever, right? So and then, but it makes sense though. Fast forward, it does kind of make sense that it would be relevant because we just started randomly talking about it. And how long ago is that video? That's crazy. Twelve days ago. It's crazy because we were just talking about that like what a few weeks ago before that. Mm -hmm. So it's just wild how like it is definitely relevant the times because basically. Um, as much as I'm a workaholic, I'm still into video games. I'm always going to be a gamer. I very much really appreciate it. And I've been wanting to like get, you know, all my systems back. And of course I eventually will do that. But in the day and age that we're in and with the technology that we have, we're fortunate to be able to do crazy things like jailbreak devices and add firmware and all types of crazy shit. So with that being said, you can basically play a lot of the games that you enjoy on console on these handheld devices now so it's like well shit i might as well invest in something like that versus getting the consoles and have to get all the games because i'm going to be on the move anyway i could take that with me now so it makes a lot more sense and this video we're about to watch pretty much is somebody explaining the psp vita saying that it makes more sense to have one like this in the year of 2023 yeah they were essentially saying how like it I don't know. It just came out way ahead of its time. So, here we go. The PlayStation Vita is the perfect example of right product at the wrong time. Sony released the Vita back in 2011 to much fanfare, but after a few short months, its sales tanked and is viewed as a commercial failure. 
Now here we are over a decade later and the Vita is more relevant thanks to its community, modders, and the resurgence of handheld gaming. Hey friends, Serb here. Now I know what you might be thinking. Oh, that Switch so screen was big though. Vita? Well, bear with me. Yeah, the Switch is pretty solid. Can you jailbreak those? I don't know. Today. I was wondering if you could earlier. So join that might on this be journey as I show you all the great things the Vita has to offer. Starting with the hardware, the Vita holds up really well even by modern standards and was actually pretty ahead of its time when it released. So the Vita that I own is the 1000 model, which has an aluminum frame and a glossy finish, actually very reminiscent of the PS3 oh, really launch clean. model. It do. And on top of that, it had a really it doesn't solid look like 5 it. It, OLED it looks display. good. It looks like it Later, makes sense Sony for this year. Later, released the 2000 model, which swapped out the display for an LCD and just made the overall body lighter and slimmer. There were even a bunch of different color options for the Vita, including special editions that launched along certain games. Now as for controls, the Vita had some really solid inputs, including some really gimmicky ones. It has dual analog sticks, a D-pad, your standard PlayStation buttons, a touchscreen, shoulder triggers, a rear touchpad, very similar to how we have it on the PS4 and PS5 controllers, a gyroscope, and even a front and rear oh, facing crazy. They camera. Put a rear touchpad on there. All right, let's talk about games now because the library is the most important part for any system. Now, while the Vita didn't have the biggest library, it has some really solid titles in there. From titles like Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and Gravity Rush, to fan favorites like Persona 4 Golden, Tearaway, Little Big Planet, and Killzone Mercenary, which looked stunning on the Vita and was actually very close to the console counterpart. And even third-party titles like Assassin's Creed Liberation, and even Call of Duty Black Ops It's weird, I'm more interested in playing the older games versus anything game that's- it still has an active multiplayer scene even today. Now, by the third year what? of the system's life cycle, big AAA titles were few and far between, which opened up the door to a lot of awesome indie games who really found a home on the Vita, with amazing titles like Guacamelee, Child of Light, Shovel Knight, Splunky, and many more. I don't more. know any of these games. Now, yeah. in the intro, I mentioned how the Vita was a commercial failure, and that especially holds true in its Western release. But the Vita was actually really popular in Japan, and as you can imagine, led to the creation of a lot of amazing JRPGs. So if you're a fan of that genre, you can enjoy titles like Yee's Memories of Silsetta, Soul Sacrifice Delta, Dragon's Crown, even visual novels from the Danganronpa series or Zero Escape. So another cool benefit of the Vita is the ability to play PSP yeah, and PS1 classic right? titles on the system that you can purchase from the PlayStation Store. Tekken? And at the time of this video, the store yeah, is still Baxter. up and you can get a lot of these titles for pretty cheap. Later in the Vita's life cycle, Sony added Remote Play, which allows you to play PS4 and PS3 games on the Vita. Some PS4 games even had second screen functionality, which allows you to perform certain tasks while playing the game, game itself on your PS4. All right, so far we've gone over quite a few things you can officially do on the Vita. And honestly, this stuff is gonna keep you busy for a while. But if you wanna take it a step further, well, that's where modding comes in. The Vita has a very active modding scene, where community members have been able to unlock the full potential of this handheld. There's lots of great tutorials on YouTube, and modding the Vita has never been easier. It actually takes less than 10 minutes to do, and you can do it all on the Vita itself without even needing a PC. What? One of the most popular homebrew apps is the Adrenaline Emulator, which lets you play PSP and PS1 games. Now, I did mention how those games are available on the PSN store. However, the official store has a very limited selection of games. With Adrenaline, you can pretty much play any game you want from those two systems. 
One of the biggest annoyances with the Vita, and kind of one of the things that led to its downfall, was the use of proprietary memory cards, which were honestly really expensive and also sometimes difficult to find. But luckily, with a modded Vita, you can buy a SD card to Vita adapter and use that to drastically expand the system's storage. Now, going back to games, the Vita is a really awesome retro console where you can play most this is basically what I want to do. I don't give a damn about the emulators PlayStation like games Arc, other than Rayman. I'm trying to do that. It's even possible to play a good amount of N64 games on the Vita. Now, not all games run that well, one of them being GoldenEye, but this emulator is actively being worked on, so even if certain games don't work well now, there's a good chance they might in the future. Certain Android games have been ported over to the Vita, games like GTA San Andreas, Bully, Final Fantasy 3 and 4, Bad Company 2, Crazy Taxi, oh, oh get wow. this, there's even a version of Mario Kart running natively on the Vita. Now, let's say you wanted more of a docked Nintendo Switch experience, well actually, you can enable video output on the Vita, hook it up to your PC, and pair a DualShock 4 controller to the handheld, and now you have a Vita Switch, I guess. And while I was writing the script for this video, I found out that you can actually use a Raspberry Pi to build a dock for the Vita to hook it up to your TV. And I think now this I'm kind of curious to see if Switch really can do that. sums up the Vita experience today. There is such a passionate community behind this little handheld, you will always be discovering cool new things to do with it. So hopefully this video was educational and maybe it even inspired some of you to give the Vita a second look because honestly, this device was so underrated. And for those of you still using it today, what are your, some of your favorite things to do on it? Let me know down below in the comments. And if you want to catch more content like this, be sure to subscribe. And I'll catch you legends in the next video. Well, apparently you can mod a Twitch switch, switch. But the thing is, once you do, it's, it avoids the warranty. Uh-huh. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, right. It makes sense. Most people don't want you modding there their systems or equipment same thing with like a uh, apple computers and stuff like that if you open happen to open one up on your own or something like that like anything any type of warranty like apple care you probably purchase tied to the laptop or whatever apple device it is just kind of like null and void you're like nah you open this up on your own or we didn't open this up for you playboy wait what what you do and you saying it's broken nah fam it's not going down like that but yeah that shit got me looking at this shit right now um yeah man i mean shit we pretty much you know we, we, we had a pretty good little episode man i think what we had shit y'all trying to get this little jam session yeah we got this little jam session y'all ready for the for jam session all right y'all this brings us to the end of this episode we appreciate you rocking with us hit the like comment and subscribe buttons and share it with your peoples leave us some feedback if you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the jam sessions available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Earn One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back.